When you want the taste of a truly great beer. It is Thursday, June 9th, and you are tuned into W3 Radio, where you get your news weekly about the World Wide Web in under 10 minutes. I'm Michael Schofield. Creator of the internet, Tim Berners-Lee, wants to reinvent it. About the internet as is, he says, quote, It's been great, but spying, blocking sites, repurposing people's content, taking you to the wrong websites, that completely undermines the spirit of helping people create. So, on Tuesday, he met with other top computer scientists to discuss a new phase for the web, wondering what would the internet look like if they could harness newer technologies, like the software used for digital currencies or the technology of peer-to-peer music sharing, to create a more decentralized web with more privacy, less government and corporation control, and a level of permanence and reliability currently unknown. Efforts at creating greater amounts of privacy and accountability by adding more encryption to various parts of the web, as well as archiving all versions of a web page, also came up. These efforts would make it harder to censor content. Tim Berners-Lee said, quote, The web is already decentralized. The problem is the dominance of one search engine, one big social network, one Twitter for microblogging. We don't have a technology problem. We have a social problem. No one has yet, except maybe here on W3 Radio, commented on the irony of Tim Berners-Lee's change of heart, given his whole hog support standardizing DRM in HTML5, which precisely makes it easier for corporations to censor content. NPM Node Package Manager introduced hooks so you can programmatically do something silly or useful when a registry or package changes. For example, you could watch all packages published in the NPM scope, but if you just wanted to watch load you could just set up a hook for Lodash. Each user gets a hundred hooks. So the next time LeftPad gets deregistered, a swarthy pirate can announce so in your Slack channel. Gary Ilias from Google said at the Search Marketing Summit last Wednesday in Sydney that Google will be updating the page speed ranking factor to specifically look at the page speed of your mobile pages when it comes to the mobile-friendly algorithm. This report came from Jennifer Slegg, who noted that this is months, but not years, away from happening. A quantitative study of Amazon's Echo, Apple's Siri, and Google's OK Google, conducted by Experian and Creative Strategies in early May, in a study across 1,300 early adopters and 518 mainstream consumers, discovered that Siri is the most used voice-based user interface. In a mainstream panel of 518 consumers, 65% indicated they had used either Siri, OK Google, or Microsoft's Of all three, only 22% had never actually used Siri, which compares to 46% who had never used Google's voice solution, and 77% who had never used Microsoft's Cortana. More consumers across the spectrum of operating systems, iOS, Android, Windows, have used Siri than any other voice UI. And in this study, there is a milestone that marks the time when voice user interfaces have gone mainstream. If you've been looking at Instagram recently, you might have noticed that something has changed. Older posts from friends and other accounts you care about are now appearing above those that were shared more recently. The new Instagram algorithm that rearranges the order of posts to show you the best posts first is now going live. Do you care? The FBI wants explicit authority to access your browser history and other electronic data without a warrant in terrorism and spy cases. A similar effort was made six years ago but was dropped after concerns were raised by privacy advocates and the tech industry. FBI Director James B. Comey has characterized the legislation as a fix to a typo in the Electronic Communications Privacy Act, which he said has led some tech firms to refuse to provide data that Congress intended them to provide. Now, at the FBI's request, some lawmakers are advancing legislation that would allow the Bureau to obtain, quote, electronic communication transactional records, 
using an administrative subpoena known as a national security letter. An NSL can be issued by the special agent in charge of a bureau field office without a judge's approval. The new categories of information that could be collected using an NSL, quote, would paint an incredibly intimate picture of a person's life, said a letter signed by the American Civil Liberties Union, Amnesty International USA, the Computer and Communications Industry Association, Google, Facebook, and Yahoo, among others. For example, a person's browsing history, location coverage, information and certain email data could reveal details about a person's political affiliation, medical condition, religion, and movements throughout the day, they said. Sketch is changing how it is being versioned and licensed. Quote, until now, it's been our custom to release a major version of Sketch 2.0, 3.0, etc. every couple of years as a paid upgrade, with minor updates, 3.1, 3.2, etc. for free in between. While this is a very common model for software, we don't think it is fair. Customers who have purchased an app closer to the original release date get free updates for longer than someone who bought the same product halfway through the release cycle. We think a fair approach is for everybody to get the same period of free updates, no matter when they purchase the app. So what does this mean for Sketch 4.0? There's not going to be one. Sketch is right now at 3.8, and subsequent releases will be uh, version 39, then version 40. In fact, Sketch has already shipped a number of enhancements that had been originally planned for 4.0, including some stuff that people really cared about. Um, I think this is pretty good news. EW Scripts Company has acquired the podcasting app Stitcher for $4.5 million in cold hard cash. And this is big news if you, you know, do podcasts. Stitcher is a free app that streams more than 65,000 podcasts from publishers ranging from NPR to MSNBC to The Wall Street Journal. To LibuX. It will operate under Mineral Media, the podcast advertising company that Scripps acquired last year for another $50 million, plus $10 million more over three years if the company hits certain milestones. The acquisition comes as Midroll promotes its new Howl premium service, which offers original shows and ad-free archives of popular podcasts. Yeah, this is kind of interesting in terms of the changing landscape of podcasting. Scripps has been on the hunt for digital acquisitions as of late. In April, it purchased humor website Crack from Demand Media for $39 million. In 2014, Scripps bought digital video news company Newsy for $35. Uh, last year, Scripps completed a merger with Journal Communications. The two companies combined and spun off their newspaper holdings, merging broadcast operations under Scripps. And lastly, John Gruber reports that the... Apple App Store is changing for the better for developers. Subscription-based pricing was previously limited to specific app categories, but now it will be an option for any sort of app, including productivity ones and games. This is an entirely new business model for app developers, one that he thinks will make indie app development a little bit more sustainable. The idea is that until now subscription pricing was reserved for apps that served media content, streaming audio and video, news, etc. But now that it's opening to any app, it effectively solves the problems of recurring revenue and free trials, which dramatically changes the economics of the app store. Updates used to be free or, you know, to charge for major new versions developers would have to play a really confusing game by making new versions of an entirely new app. Twitter clients like Tweetbot and Twitterific, for example, did this to justify years of ongoing development. But now, apps like this can instead charge a annual or monthly subscription fee. And that's all I got. That is the news at W3 Radio. 
Please tell your friends, leave a nice review and rating in the App Store. That's how people discover the podcast, which, as you know, is brand new. So your word of mouth goes a long, long way.